Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Mission City Church podcast. We are wrapping up our series on our church's values. So far we've gone over uh, our four of our five values, be hospitable, dialogue well, proclaim Jesus, live whole, and today we get to talk about multiply disciples or multiplying disciples and what that looks like for Mission City Church. I don't know that there's a whole lot of scripture that we really need to use to defend the idea of multiplying disciples. It seems like that was pretty evident in Jesus' ministry, Uh, but the way that we talk about it here or the language that we use is this, is that we believe in advancing the kingdom of God by making disciples in our city, in the next generation, and planting churches domestically and internationally. We get some of these ideas from Matthew 28 in the Great Commission. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. In Acts 1.8, it says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And finally, we see in Psalm 78, 6, that the next generation might know them and the children yet unborn. And I think that's like kind of an interesting thought, like the children yet unborn, that our multiplication of disciples would even reach um, the future generations. And that's something that kind of plays into maybe where some of these ideas came from or some of the ways that uh, we were founded and specifically for our lead pastor, Russell Schultz, who's joining me for this podcast. Um, Some of the ways that he was really trained in his church growing up. And so, Russell, uh, hey, how are you doing? And would you share some thoughts on uh, maybe how we kind of came about this value or how it, you know, showed up in your life? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doing well, Jake. Uh, Yeah, this value is probably the closest one to home, I guess, for me. Um, I grew up in a town called Snellville, Georgia, and a church called Grace Fellowship Church there. And yeah, basically, I mean, to this day, their their like tagline is "Nations, Neighborhoods, and Next Generation," uh, and so which all of that was discipleship driven, but specifically the next generation. I remember being in high school or middle school, and uh, for a year or two, we would read this this passage of scripture, Psalm seventy eight six, um, and it was just to for the church to catch the vision of uh, of this idea of discipling our our kids. So, so the next generation would know them, even the children, uh, yet to be born that they in turn would tell their children. So it's, 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 it's just, it's this next generational discipleship. And so I, I grew up in that where, you know, when I was in middle school, there was a high schooler mentoring me when I was in high school, I was mentoring someone in middle school. And then someone was older than me was, uh, mentoring me as well, or discipling me as well. Um, and so it's just, it's just, I love it. And then also just centering on some of the last commands of Jesus where Jake already read this, but like, this is what he's told us to do is to go and to make disciples. And, um, uh, and so for, and, and when thinking about and praying about mission city, it's, so we are, um, most of our population is a little bit younger. Um, and so yes, we do, dis- we will disciple the next generation, uh, when more of our, 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 uh, people at our church have kids. Um, <laughs> but, but we want to 
make disciples and teach others how to do that and to have, like live lives. Every person that's a part of our community, we hope they would acknowledge they are a disciple of Christ and also that they would participate in making disciples in their own, uh, in their own world. Right. So when we think about multiplying disciples and reaching the next generation, um, Russell, I'm curious, kind of kick it back to you here for just wondering, like, we sometimes talk about the idea of like, you just have to be one step ahead. Like, even if you think about like the idea of just like a mental picture of following someone else, um, like you can be, I guess, turning, if the person in front of you is turning the corner, you're following them. Uh, and then they may, may be out of sight for the person behind you. But if the person behind you is following you and you turn that corner, they can see that. Um, this might be a really complicated mental image, but you get what I'm saying. Like you just have to be a step ahead of the person that you're leading that, you know, is you're following the person that's a step ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, it's, I don't think it has to be super complicated. Um, I think, I think we make it harder than it actually is, or we put a lot of pressure than ourselves. Like I could never do that. Like I could never make a disciple. That's one, what does that even mean? And then two, um, that's just too much for me, but I do, I think that, I think that's right. Uh, maybe, maybe a simpler illustration is, you know, walking on the beach and, uh, you're, you're just a, a step or two ahead of the other person. And you just say, Hey, put your, put your feet in my footprints, uh, along the way. Um, I do like the idea of the corner though, cause then I can't see them, but, uh, right. But right. again, it, mentally I could see how it could be difficult for the listener. It could be a tough one to track. I <laughs> would agree with you. The step, putting your foot in someone else's footsteps on a beach in the sand, it, it makes, you know, a little easier mental picture. Yes, you're right. I kind of just wanted to emphasize the idea of like, if I can't, uh, necessarily see where Jesus is leading me, but I can see where someone else who's following Jesus is leading me uh, could be a helpful yeah. maybe transition. I 100% agree. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and I think one thing that you just kind of started to touch on there that I want to really flesh out or emphasize as well in uh, that verse that we read in Acts, uh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. Notice that the power from the Holy Spirit comes first uh, and then they will go and be witnesses. And so you talked about how we make it harder than it needs to be. I think part of that is like trusting that somehow our own intellect or our own way with words or our own obedience or morality is somehow going to be the key factor in someone else's discipleship. When in reality, um, I think the most important thing that we do as followers of Jesus and pointing someone else to Jesus is our like displaying our own brokenness even and or our own vulnerability, our own ability to just say, Hey, like, um, you know, Jesus fills in the gaps here and I'm going to lean into the Holy spirit that has empowered me that has given me, is going to give me the words to say or the things to do. Not that you should just go out like talking about how, you know, all, airing all of your dirty laundry to anybody that, you know, you're trying to lead to Christ. But like, in a sense, um, it's not so much about us as people, as the discipler, but as pointing the disciplee to Jesus and how much better he is. Yeah. Which I think actually gets you to, uh, like it, I don't have to reach this status in Christendom to be able to be used by Big God in Christianity to be used by God, <laughs> to be used by God. Uh, it's more so, um, no, like I'm going to lean in and let believing that God is the one through the power of the Holy spirit is transforming. Uh, and then I'm just participating in that. 
Absolutely. I love the way you put that. Uh, we're just participants in what Jesus is already starting, what Jesus is already doing. That's exactly, um, I think, the easiest way to think about that. I just think about participation trophies. <laughs> everyone gets a participation trophy, but it's actually kind of funny because you know how kids don't, like everyone wins now, which is stupid, but... Um, <laughs> Seems like a different podcast, but keep going. <laughs> no, but just the idea of like, so God, like we give God the credit for that. And yeah. Like so, well, what do you get in return? Well, you participated. You were you were a part of it in a in a good way. Like God is, God is the stronger one in in the relationship. He's the one that's necessary. We're just we're just being faithful, or again, we're just participating. Right. That's a really interesting thought. I've never really thought about that, but just the idea that like at the end of my life, the best thing I could achieve is just a, my participation trophy that I was participating in God's plan for my life. Yeah, someone might just destroy that later, but they might disagree. But I think that's. I think that's a cool idea. I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's 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 super contextualized. I think, but in our 21st century perspective, I think there is a way I can connect to that and go, yeah, that might be. I, I get that. Right. And maybe the the final thought on that is just that if you maybe are stressing over winning the gold medal or the first place prize that has your name on it, maybe a better place for you is to set your eyes on the participation trophy of I'm just going to lean into what God has for me instead of trying to be the greatest ever that disciples so many people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like we, Jesus is the hero of our story. Exactly. So uh, you're not and not in a harsh way. It's just, we're not. And so, and we're not going to be the hero in someone else's story either. No, it's going to be Jesus. And we might come, we might be like, our names might be mentioned because we showed up and we were faithful and praise God for that. But Mm -hmm. if it's, if it's, pointing to to for people to worship you or give you praise that's not what we're that's not what following jesus is about right exactly yeah Uh, that might be multiplying uh disciples of a different kind (laughs) yeah you're multiplying yourself which it's and and yes you do want to pass yourself along like the the parts of you that are good and that god is using and working but we always tell our people uh we can talk about how we disciple at mission city uh, but we always tell our people like hey the things that about me that are like jesus hold on to those and the things about me that are not like do ignore them. Do not, do not follow that. Right. Yeah. Use me as an example of maybe what not to do. Right. Um, so Russell, and that's a great transition. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about how we do this or how we kind of intentionally try to multiply disciples at mission city church. We have a ministry that we call core fours or core four groups. Uh, we are, uh, workshopping some <laughs> potential name changes for that, but <laughs> it, it might, if, if you have any ideas, you can send in your, <laughs> right. you can make a comment on this podcast. Right. So. Send me an email. Yeah, whatever. Um, but the idea of our core fours is that you would either have, uh, here's kind of where the funny part of the, the number four comes in is that you would either ask three people or four, uh, either you plus three is four or you with four. Yeah, that's where it gets confusing. Um, but the idea is that you would intentionally go and ask them if they would be willing to follow you as you're following Jesus and to, for you to put your life in Christ on display for them, walk them through some basic principles of how to follow Jesus. Like you mentioned, Russell, showing them where you maybe struggle and kind of helping them to, to learn from your own mistakes. Um, but we have a, a built out curriculum that kind of walks people through the basics of how to connect with Jesus, uh, how to have a relationship, and then maybe some daily practices as well as some rhythms uh, for your, your daily, weekly, yearly, rest of your life kind of pattern so that you could continue to be connected with Jesus. And then the goal of the core four at the end is for the people that are actually in them, participating in them to then go and launch their own groups, to go and uh, ask three 
three to four people <laughs> themselves uh, to be fought to follow them as they're following Jesus. And that's the, that's the multiplication. Um, and we kind of had this really, um, to me, it was a mind blowing moment uh, when we were originally talking about this and how, um, well, if we start out, so right now we have four groups running and if we had the, the uh, 16 people, um, in those groups all go and then launch their own groups. So some quick math to put us at 64 disciples. And then you do that times four and that's somewhere over 250, 256, I think. Um, and then if you go from there, like, you know, like it literally, so this program is a year to any year and a half long, we could look back in five years from now. And if everything went exactly according to plan, we'd have like 500 disciples, which is just crazy, but that's what the multiplying effect is. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what, what I do think the process helps is there, there will, not everyone is going to multiply disciples. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to re- realize along the way that they don't want to follow Jesus as much as they might think they want to. And not in a, not again, not in a mean or negative way, but it's, it's, it's a way for you to say, Hey, this is what following Jesus looks like. Um, and then, uh, but along the way, there'll be people in, in, in some of our groups that will, that will ultimately either say, I don't want to do that. Or they might get to the point where it's like it's their turn to go, and they um, they might they might not uh, they might not accept that call. Which that's not our desire at all. Like we that, like we we believe that every believer can do this. You know, like we we really do. We believe that every believer is is capable of this. This is you know, discipleship uh, is not for the professional Christians. You know, it's not just left for the pastors. It's not just left for the the leaders. It's it's a it's a command for those who follow Jesus. I think I think John Mark Comer has like the best, um, probably the best like language on this. So he says he talks he, he defines discipleship as practicing the way of Jesus, uh, and uh, he basically summarize it in three ways. I'm, I'm sure he's talked way more about it, but I've always heard it like this. He says, so what? Do you, how do you practice the way of Jesus? You be with Jesus. You become like Jesus, and you do what Jesus did. And so our our core fours, they're, they're not centered around... Theology matters. We care about theology. We care about those things. But it, they're not centered around cognitive things as much as being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what he did. And so if, if like, you can do... Like, if you're listening, you can do that. Like, you can be with Jesus. You can, you can ask the Holy Spirit to transform you to become more like Jesus and notice different things. You can do the things that Jesus did. If you're, if you're like, I don't know what he did, read the gospels, read the sermon on the Mount. Um, and then, you know, and show people how to do it for a little bit and then send them out to do the same. It's a, it's a core four is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Maybe my favorite thing that we do as a church. And, uh, if you're wondering right now, like, well, you say it's easy, but you know, I have these fears or these worries or whatever. I, I would just say that if, if you're able to connect with Jesus on level and you can describe how you connect with him you are able to add value to somebody else's walk with jesus because you are able to actually share a a realistic way that someone can connect because you can do it um and and if that's the only thing that you've got you can at least do that and and you have a starting point and we have curriculum if you are a part of our church you're you're hearing this idea you're interested in maybe starting a core four or joining one uh, we would love to to give you more information about that uh, you can connect with us you know through the email i'll give at the end of the podcast or uh with on sunday if you're a tender or if you are not a part of our church um this is something that we 
are willing to share as well. We've got a, a built out curriculum for you to be able to um, kind of implement this wherever you are and however you want to uh, do that. And so, yeah, again, uh, listen to the, for the email at the end, you can connect with me and I'd be happy to, to hook you up with that. Um, I also want to just point out to a couple, couple just cool things here. So one of the things that we, um, talked about as well, in just the launch of our church, we are a, a church plant out of another church. Uh, we were fortunate enough, I think, um, to have another church that was, uh, made it a passion of theirs, made it a goal of theirs to plant, uh, as like as many churches as possible, really. Um, and we were the benefit of that. They helped support us through people through, uh, financially. And, and we're really fortunate to have that. Um, we also want to be in that same vein of helping to plant churches as well at some point. Like we want to be a church that plants churches and that's because those are the most effective in making disciples and multiplying disciples and this value I, that lines up kind of with this value. Um, if you're also kind of thinking about like, um, a couple other things that are coming to mind as we're talking about this that I just want to hint on real quick. One, if you're wondering like, what is a disciple? Like that's a really old word that never really gets used for anything. And like, just simply like it's, like following or as you described, like, like practicing the way of Jesus or apprenticing yourself to Jesus, I think is another way that John Mark, you know, puts it. Um, but, but it's, it's really just to, to study and to follow uh, a way of life. Like, that's why I think if you go back to like the original, like, uh, what Christianity was prior to having the title of Christianity, like they called it like the way, or there's like a, a kind of a, a belief that they were the way, um, because it was just the way of Jesus, the way of following Jesus. If you were a, to disciple yourself to someone, it was just to study them, to to follow the way that they live their life um, and to share that. And if you're wondering why, like we encourage or we challenge our, our group leaders to go and ask people to follow them, it's it's right from really Paul's playbook and that when he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ uh, to those that he was discipling, like that's the kind of the model that we are then implementing. And it's less uh, a Bible study or, hey, let's just like get in this group together and study something, but more of a, like I wanna actually lead this group and lead in my own experience through my own, uh, training, what I, the way that I've been following much more along the lines of that follower followee relationship, as opposed to just, uh, an average Bible study. And there's nothing wrong with a Bible study. I could I fully support all of those. I just want to point out that this is a little bit different than what just that typically looks like. Um, and, and then finally, I, I want to kind of share this uh, as well. And then Russell, I'll kind of get some final thoughts from you. But uh, there's this story that really stood out to me as I was praying about this topic and just kind of what to share and how uh, scripture has defined this for me. And, and this is practical, it's simple, but so powerful. And it's the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter eight. So you have this guy who's, um, he's traveling, he's trying to read the scripture, he's trying he's got this scroll i think from isaiah and uh this this guy philip uh who is called by the holy spirit to just go to this this road or this place um and he's just he's he's a follower of jesus he's, he's listening to the spirit and just knows his only uh his, his only assignment is to just be in this spot 
there's not a lot of explanation of why or you know what he's supposed to do when he gets there or whatever but it's just hey you're supposed to get to this spot and once he gets there he sees this man traveling and trying to discover what's on this scroll or read it and he questions you know hey do you know what this scroll says do you know what it's kind of proving and he's like no how would i know unless somebody teaches me and so philip shares jesus with him and he just shares kind of what's on the scroll and that it points to this coming messiah and who jesus was that he was that messiah and just kind of lays out this whole thing and the next thing you know um the ethiopian youth says is like you know well what's to stop me from being baptized and they just literally pull the cart over to the side of the road uh jump in a river and he baptized them right there and I think the cool thing about that story is like, one, it's just a simple calling from the spirit that Philip listens to, to be in a certain place at a certain time. Um, two, he's like got his eyes open for someone that he could, you know, lead to Jesus or, or lead to a relationship with Jesus. And three, uh, just the, the like spontaneous baptism that takes place there that like, there's literally just the first step of faithfulness leads to another step of faithfulness leads to someone's life being changed forever. And I just think that's so cool. And that's the idea of multiplying disciples that we would just take a step of faith that leads to another step of faith that leads to someone's life being changed forever. And maybe that's what core four looks like, or that's what, you know, your life looked like at one point that someone was able to step out in faith and lead you to a relationship with Jesus or whatever. But like, that's the most practical way that we can put it for, for you as the listener is just to take a step, listen to the Holy spirit, take a step of faith that might lead to another step of faith that might lead to a spiritual conversation that changes someone's life. And just to be willing to be open to where the spirit leads you to do that. Yeah. And I, I just think, I, I just want to say like, you can do this not to, not to, um, overly pep pep talk you up, although you don't probably won't get many pep talks from me. Um, <laughs> just not how I, it's not how I roll, but, but I do believe like you, you can do this like through with the power of the Holy spirit. You can do this. We've been called to do this. Uh, Matthew 28. Uh, I think about Ephesians four when he's, when Paul's outlining the fivefold ministry, where he says, so Christ himself gave the apostles and, and some to be prophets and some to be evangelists and some to be pastors and some to be teachers uh, to equip his people for the works of service or the works of the ministry uh, so that the body may be built up. Like you, like you are a part of, like God has equipped us, he's equipped his saints to do the work of the ministry. And so, and a part of that work is discipleship. Uh, and it's to use your influences, your giftings to do that, to, to point people to be with Jesus uh, and to be more like him as well. Yeah, you've heard us say this multiple times already throughout, um, you know, these episodes that we do in our church values, but you're a part of this world. You're a part of this. <laughs> you can't avoid it. Um, and so uh, get out there, you know, multiply disciples, be a disciple maker. Yeah, you're a part of the church. You're yeah. a part of the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. So so dive in. Um, that'd be, just be our encouragement to you. Um, that's, that's what we've got. That is our ideas on multiply disciples, how we do it, some practical ways for you to do it, how we came about that idea. Um, next week, just to give you a little teaser. Uh, so we talked about how our birthday was this last weekend. We're going to do an entire episode next Thursday on celebration. Uh, some of the challenges that come with celebration, how maybe the church could do a better job of celebrating things, how God actually wants us to celebrate, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Am I supposed to party? Yeah. Yeah. There were parties, you know, and in scripture we're, we're, we can party. Uh, in fact, we should be really good partiers, um, to some degree. And so, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about that next week. Um, our birthday, birthday was a blast and thank you again all of you that showed out and uh, go check out the full-length sermon so you can uh, hear a story of our worship leader um, Evan and his wife Jess and
and how they came to Mission City Church. It's a really cool story. But that's what we've got for you guys. We love you all. Come back next week for another Thursday edition of the Mission City Church podcast. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have two community groups that meet every other Tuesday and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.